Welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe, a podcast where you'll get to learn from the experts in the field of sex, love, and relationships. The mission of the Sex Talk Cafe is to normalize the conversation on sexuality while building a bridge between the sexual and spiritual. I'm your host, Susan Morgan Taylor. I'm a holistic sex therapist, intuitive coach, and specialist in women's sexuality and feminine spirituality. I'm the founder and CEO of the Pathway to Pleasure Collective, where I help women and couples around the world restore intimacy, save their relationship, and get back to love without feeling like they have to sacrifice themselves just to keep their partner happy. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe. Awesome. Welcome, everybody, to Sex Talk Cafe Live. Uh, broadcasting live from the wonderful Austin, Texas, and I'm really excited to introduce my guest today on the podcast, Eleni Otalagana. She is an expert in PCOS, and her passion in life is to help people heal by guiding them on their healing journey and providing them the tools they need to bring their body back into balance on a physical, mental, and soul level. Eleni is a registered dietitian specializing in women's health and PCOS. Her business is Healing Roots LLC, where she helps women identify the root cause of imbalances through individualized nutrition and lifestyle change, nutritional counseling, holistic health coaching, and lab testing. And our topic today is PCOS, hormones, and libido. And I'm really, really excited to um, be here with you. And I, I just absolutely love the work that you're doing. Um, I would like to really start out, Eleni, with, first of all, for some of our listeners who don't know, what is PCOS? Just in a nutshell, of course, we're going to dive more deeply into that today, but what is PCOS? Yeah, so PCOS, first of all, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Um, PCOS is polycystic ovarian syndrome, so PCOS is for short, um, and it's the most common endocrine system disorder in women of reproductive age which is kind of wild. So in our medical field, a lot of people aren't really familiar with it, but it's a really common disorder. Um, So how is it characterized? Honestly, by really uncomfortable symptoms. So women's hair could be falling out. They could be getting facial hair growth. They could have um, hair growth on their body, cystic acne, weight gain, insatiable hunger, missing periods, and cysts on their ovaries. So It can totally wreak havoc on somebody's confidence as well, and I'll shed light on that. But the reason all these symptoms happen is because of a deep-rooted hormonal imbalance caused by different things. Um, And just to kind of sum it up, there is a diagnostic criteria. So if you go to the doctor, you have to have two out of the three criteria to technically have the disorder. Now, I'm seeing more studies that are saying this isn't that accurate. We need to rethink this, and maybe down the road we will. Um, But the diagnostic criteria is high androgens, which leads to all the facial hair or hair loss, ovulatory dysfunction, like a missing cycle, um, and polycystic ovaries. And the polycystic ovaries, it's the cysts on the ovaries. It's the cysts, and um, that's not honestly super common for a lot of women with PCOS that I've seen clinically. So um, I think it kind of goes with the studies where we're saying, hey, we've got to have a different diagnostic criteria. The etiology of PCOS is we 
there's so many ways that women now are getting PCOS. Um, so that's what I love deep diving into. Yeah. And so I want, I do want to dive more into that of like, what is going on and why are so many women having this, this condition? Before we do that though, could you share a little bit about your personal story? You have an amazing story of how you actually reversed your own PCOS, which really led you, I think, to be passionate about helping other women. Um, tell us about this, how, just tell us about you and your story and how you healed yourself. How you yeah. So I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Um, so when I was really young, I grew up in a super traditional Italian family. That's why the name is so weird and complicated. Um, and my mom was actually Greek, but she worked in an apothecary. So I was around herbalism, healthy food, being in my grandma's garden. So I had this understanding of we use food to heal our body and support our body. And then as I got older, I think a lot of it was genetic, environmental, there's more stress on us at a younger age now. And looking back, I can see this in hindsight. Um, my hormones just started doing some weird things. So first of all, I had thyroid antibodies at a really young age. I had always struggled with a little bit of like hypoglycemia, so blood sugar stuff. And then I think there was just a lot of external life stressors. And all of a sudden it was like, I saw hair growth and everyone's like, oh, you're Greek and Italian. This is normal. And I'm like, no, this hair grew overnight on my face as a 14 year old girl. This is, you know, the most frightening thing. Your brain isn't even fully developed. So I started getting these symptoms and just went into a spiral. So I finally advocated for myself to ask the doctor at 14 years old, please run these labs on me. Something is wrong. Um, and so I got the insulin, the blood sugar, um, the high testosterone, my periods were all messed up. So um, over a course of like seven years, I was on thyroid medicine, anxiety medicine, metformin, birth control, and I might be missing one, but it was just a cluster and I was a mess. I had leaky gut. So I just had terrible IBS, diarrhea, terrible wow. depression, like to the fact where I, I just call certain phases of college. I recently just processed like the trauma behind it, just dealing with that depression. Um, and so you were treating cycles. all of these symptoms with medicines and pills and sort of the mainstream allopathic approach to mm -hmm. symptom. Man. Yeah, it was just so foreign. And even, you know, 12 years ago, people weren't talking about PCOS how they are now. Like there's a lot more experts in the field now that I'm coming across as well. And then there was something that clicked. And my mom was a great guy, too, and said, hey, we have this natural background. Let's look into more natural approaches. And so that's where I shifted and slowly got off my medication um, really addressed my blood sugar. I already ate healthy, but women with PCOS, if you have insulin and blood sugar stuff, you have to be really careful and anticipate those swings. Um, did a lot of healing around stress. So talk about being in college, not sleeping, you know, even for a new, I was also a nutrition major, um, even for somebody that cared about their body, there's always this added stress. So it was about an eight year process of, knowing what was the root, getting to the root cause, but then putting in the work and changing my mindset around healing because I got so down in the dumps of like my hair fell out. I'm going to get hair removal treatments on a weekly basis. I feel so ugly. Um, so that led me to get into the Reiki energy healing and, and for myself to just say, hey, you have to heal at the soul level as well. So just to sum it up, I shifted things in my diet. I used supplementation. I did lab testing. I did Reiki healing, acupuncture, and then I officially reversed it. I don't have metabolic markers for PCOS. I have regular menstrual cycles. 
my hair's growing, I don't, I haven't gotten a hair removal treatment in years, um, and it's so freeing, and I got out of school, and um, I just, something in me was like, you have to give this information to women, you struggled for so many years, and yeah. the mental health piece was awful, women on birth control tend to have more anxiety and depression, and I think that honestly was a big player in my depression as well, so uh, it was just a, a wild ride, but I'm so grateful for it now. You know, of course, you're in it, and you're like, why is this happening to me? Um, yeah, and so, and yeah. Like, yeah, like three things that you just said that I really would love to know more about is, um, you know, really, like, what the heck is going on? Like, what is the root cause of this for women? Why, why is this happening to so many women, number one? Number two, what is this mindset shift that you talk about? That and I know that's a big part of your work when you coach women mm -hmm. and, and help women to reverse their own PCOS. Um, and then I can't remember that the other one was that you just said. We'll get back to it, but let's just start with those two right there. <laughs> yeah. So I think that you said, you know, how does PCOS start? So the root causes are kind of really interesting. Um, so right now we have these four types of PCOS. That's how they're categorized. So we have like andro androgen PCOS. So that could be like adrenals. So if you're under high amounts of stress, that can shift your hormone balance. Um, so that's one type of PCOS. Another is insulin resistance PCOS. So that's kind of like the main type we typically see overweight female. Um, and then she's getting the signs of that high insulin, which is the hair growth, the hair loss, oh, wow. the cycle, um, gaining weight, like cannot lose weight. Mm -hmm. um, inflammatory PCOS is another. So this is interesting because there is so much inflammation or there are so many toxins are in our environment yeah. that contribute to inflammation. So just really quick, I did a an Instagram live yesterday and I talked about how endocrine disrupting chemicals are contribute to PCOS and endometriosis. Sure, so we know just what's in our environment, what's in our beauty products. So in what can be inflammation to you could be gut dysbiosis, gut infection, some sort of inflammation in the body. Well even we know stress itself. Stress is inflammation. You know, the cortisol and the cytokine levels and the, the influence of stress on mental health, that is inflammation is like one of the very first places that we look when we're looking at body-based psychotherapy and body-based solutions for mental health. It's all about the inflammation. And we know inflammation it's the main contributor to chronic disease. And stress is one of the biggest um, influencers of inflammation. In the body. Yeah. Yeah. And you think, you know, I'm obviously all for like female bosses, like I have my own business, you know, but it's this women are expected to do so much today, people in general, but being a yeah. mom working 40 to 50 hours, cleaning the house, running around like right. women are cyclical beings. So our energy and our motivation and our cortisol levels change depending on our menstrual cycle. So if you're always in that high cortisol state, that's inflammation. Yes. Um, so I that and just to like tie in the mindset piece, I really work with women on tuning in and saying, hey, what does your body need to heal? Let's get more in touch. Let's shift the mindset to not that you're weak, but to being intuitive with your body. And it's right. really cool to see the transformation. Oh, that's so amazing. Now, there's a fourth type of yeah. uh, PCOS, which is the post-birth control pill. Talk yeah. about this. Yeah, so this is kind of interesting. Um, and it's we see this a lot with women getting off the pill, 
they want to start a family, but they've been on the pill for maybe a decade and then they're trying to get pregnant and they're like, what the heck is going on? And I, you know, clients have come to me saying this and it's, and it's a very emotional ride because you want to start a family. This is a big chapter in your life and you feel like your body is working against you. So when you're on the pill, if you're on a birth control pill that gives you a bleed, that's all it is. It's a bleed. It's not a menstrual cycle. The pill shuts down your entire reproductive system, which no shame. There's a lot of reasons women are on the pill. It gives us the ability to focus on careers, you know, so many other pieces. And if you don't want to be a mom, it makes sense. I always tell women, just do your research and make sure you're supporting your body if you choose to be on it, because the pill depletes major B vitamins, magnesium, um, antioxidants that are really important for overall health and it also plays a big role on your gut health and gut health plays a big role in hormone regulation the body's connected plays a big role in hormone regulation so if you choose to be off the pill and you're noticing you're not getting your cycle um, swings in blood sugar anxiety weight gain so this leads us to like that PCOS diagnosis because what's happening is when you get off the pill as well, your body does this kind of like androgen effect where it'll skyrocket in the androgens. So that'll lead to higher testosterone. Just thank your body is trying to figure out what to do. It's trying to get back on cycle, find its, find its flow, find its rhythm. The pill too, it shuts down our natural testosterone production. And so I work with women sometimes in my practice that have like the pain at the opening of the vagina, which is usually they're on the pill and it's a testosterone imbalance from being on the pill. And as soon as they go off the pill, that resolves because the body starts producing its own testosterone again. And I don't think most people know that about the pill. Many women don't really know exactly how the pill is affecting their body on these deeper levels and contributing, you know, potentially that they might have challenges with fertility when they go off of it in 10 years, yeah. you know, when they're in their mid thirties and ready to have a family, let's say, but they've been on it since they were 16 or 13 or 18. Um, it really has these long-term effects. It does. Um, And, you know, I wish we could have a pamphlet that went with every birth control pill that said, make sure you take a probiotic, make sure you take these vitamins and minerals, make sure you tune into your mental health. Um, But to to make it a more positive note, um, these can be managed. And when you get to the root cause, you can see so many change. You know, I can't say everybody can reverse their PCOS, but I had a female on the pill for years. We worked together for four months. She got her period back after not having it for years and she got pregnant. And that was just so amazing. So our bodies are meant to heal and we just need to know how to support them. Yeah. And that's what you do. That's your specialty. (laughs) Yeah. It's my, my secret sauce. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Um, so what, like, tell me why, well, why do you think that it's so important to bring more awareness around this topic for women? Yeah, I think it's important because more women in general are having hormone imbalances and we're seeing PCOS rates rise. And I really believe it's just our environment. So our food system is more processed. Again, we have more toxins coming at us. We're under way more stress than we ever have been before. And our bodies are more depleted than ever. So we kind of need to like get back to basics and break it down and learn how to support our bodies um, through food, through stress management, through getting outside for natural light, like these simple things but it's just such a complicated society. So women need to know about this because 
we're not as in tune with our bodies, I think, as we should be. I think you're really right about that. And I think we're also up against the idea of the medical system, which is just take this pill and the symptom management, which you went through that. And so what I'm curious, too, in your work, when you work with women um, that are coming in from this medical model of, you know, just give me the pill that's going to fix this, how do you help them shift from that into, you know, the idea of dietary um, stress reduction, being out in nature more? How do you help them make that shift more into this holistic body-centered approach to healing? Yeah, I think, I feel like they almost do the work for me in that sense, which is amazing. I Honestly, what happens is people get so burned out from that medical model yeah. because they don't feel better. You know, there's there are some amazing doctors out there, right? And I don't want to discredit the doctors that really care for their patients. Um, but when women don't feel like they're getting answers to the root cause, I swear that's their feminine, like that's their intuition saying there's, I've had clients say that like something in me knew that I didn't want to go to fertility drugs. I needed to find another solution or I didn't want to be on this pill forever. So there's some intuition that kind of guides them. I think they hop on Google, they try to do a little search, like something natural, like there's something, and then they find this approach. And I hear this on the phone all the time, like you do this and there's nutrition and lifestyle, like this is what I need. So I, I think some of, they almost like do that work of like they're open to it and they have an awareness and then they come to me and it's like, just tell me what to do. You know, like I, I just help me connect the dots. And you know, when people are so open like that, it makes my job so fun because they're willing to shift and uh, they're willing to improve their mindset, right? And, and yeah. educate themselves long term. And I tell clients, they say, hey, I'm here to educate you so that you're an advocate for yourself for the rest of your life. So every time you go to the doctors or you feel there's like a little imbalance in your body, intuitively, you have an idea of what to do. Wow. Yeah, so it sounds like the women that come to you, by the time they get to you, they are, they've already exhausted themselves. They're burned out. Yeah, so that's Unfortunately. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think it would be, and I think that's so true in the holistic model, you know, it's, it's one thing to be trying to educate a group of people that are just not even open versus those who have that intuition and knowing that there's something else, they just maybe don't know how to get there. And they yeah. don't really even know that it exists, you know, but they're yeah. out there, they're seeking. Um, so they're already really open and receptive to the more holistic approach. Yeah, time. and we have to be ready to change, right? I mean, I even think about stages in my life where I wanted to, but I didn't make the best food decision, right? Or I was in college, so I had a few drinks with friends where now looking back, it's like, mm, you could have done things different, right? And maybe that prolonged your healing process to some degree, but you just have to be ready to change sure. and uh, open so to true. it. Yeah, so true with any, yeah. any kind of energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about sex and the effect that um, – PCOS has, and even, you know, there's probably lots of women out there even listening to this podcast right now that don't even have this diagnosis yet, but maybe are having symptoms. So let's talk about, you know, specifically the libido and how it affects someone's sex life. Yeah, so I love deep diving into this because this is an intimate topic, right? And people don't always want to talk about it. So I hope this sheds a little light and gives people comfort of like, okay, I'm not alone. Like this is in the research. So women with PCOS and their partners tend to have less satisfying sex lives. So this is in the research, which is, you know, really sad. But 
why is this happening? You know, part of it is just the emotional piece of PCOS. So women don't feel as feminine. They have these symptoms that make them feel more masculine. So I think that feminine energy plays a huge role. And then we actually have these hormonal issues. So your testosterone's off, your progesterone, your estrogen. When you think again of a natural menstrual cycle, there's this biological rhythm to breathe, right? Essentially. So your sex drive will shift throughout the month. And if you're not having a regular cycle and you're not ovulating, that desire to to do it is like, it's just not going to be there. And then you add that emotional component and, you know, women that don't have PCOS, but they're super stressed out. Mm -hmm. They have a high stress job. They are drinking out of plastic cups. They have all this toxic exposure they could have a hormone imbalance that could be contributing to this too. So just for our listeners, you don't have to have PCOS, but there's some things that you could still do, right, to shift that sex drive. Yeah, Um, I'd love to talk about that. But first, I want to ask you, what defines a less fulfilling sex life, like in the research? Because I, you know, that's, there's so many ways that people define that. And uh, so I would love to know just kind of how that's defined in terms of how you see it or how you've um, read in the research Yeah, it was a little more vague in the research, but what I have seen and heard, you know, more clinically is that when somebody is so emotionally, a big piece of it is emotional, because I'll tie it to actually another piece where women with PCOS feel like they have less of a quality of life um, because of the, uh, the, the way emotionally taxes women, again, with the symptoms, with the heightened anxiety, depression, women with PCOS are more likely to have anxiety and depression because of the the hormonal swings and the high testosterone. Um, So I kind of tie that all in together. And then what I see clinically is, you know, the we're going days without wanting to have sex, you know, where we're so off in our own personal rhythm, we're not in tune with our bodies, or we're having these out we these mood swings, these crazy mood swings yeah. that are also really common with the hormone imbalances. And that's not going to make you <laughs> want to connect with your partner, you know, and, and just not feeling confident and feeling robbed of your feminine energy, really. And yeah. that was even mentioned in a study I came across. So I know it's a little more broad, but I look at more like the connecting the dots of everything. Yeah, for sure. And I think for, you know, for women and how I when I speak and teach on sexual fulfillment, first of all, it's different for everybody, Mm -hmm. but it's not just about having more orgasms and especially for women, because we, you know, it's much more intricate with us. It's the emotional and the spiritual and the physical and how we're feeling about ourselves that particular day, whether or not, you know, the kids are down the hall and we're worried about them, or we've got the work to do list going through our heads. Like there's so many more factors for women that affect our capacity for pleasure and our capacity to feel desire mm-hmm. um, that, you know, isn't just about like how many orgasms somebody had. Yes. And I think that's really what you're speaking to is when, when PCOS or the symptoms of PCOS are involved, that it just sort of compounds. So yes. Much. And I love what you said where it's like, it's spiritual, right? It's emotional. It's so much more than just that orgasm. And when we look at the women with PCOS emotionally, they're depleted, right? They're spiritually they're and they're not connected with themselves and you have to be connected with yourself, right? To, right. to find that pleasure you're with yourself or with a partner. And that whole piece of intuition, like, you know, the way that you work and really encouraging women to tune into what their body is needing and wanting, that is a skill that, yeah. first of all, we lose an aspect of that when we're on the birth control because it shuts 
it just dampens that capacity. We yep. need to do another talk. Another yeah, I'm already like, my wheels are turning. I'm like, we're going to do yeah, a sex, PCOS, improved <laughs> libido, everything. I'm already excited. Yeah, so it's kind of like relearning that skill yeah. in order to have access to our feeling nature, which is our feminine and our intuition. Yes. We have to slow down. We have to tune in. We have to rebuild that skill because we've not we don't really have access to that so much in our culture. It's not really valued. Yes. And then our, you know, it wasn't taught to us from our elders and so on. And, and we lose access to it in so many other ways by sort of living in this masculine world yes. that we live in. So, so making that shift, it's just, it's a huge um, paradigm shift, I think, for women to make. But it's so important for healing and just for everything, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, I love, I get so excited about this topic. It's, I don't call it more woo-woo, but I might not start a first conversation, you know, with a client about that. Maybe people that are listening here, you know, but sometimes it takes time for women to get more in touch. And I tell them we're pulling back the layers, like yeah. right here an onion, we're peeling back the layers. And then as we've been working together for a while, we, we can really touch on that, or they might come in for an energy session, because um, I provide Reiki as well. And it's just amazing to see and, and having conversations conversations around feminine energy with clients and and how to tune into their body during different times of the month as we're regulating their menstrual cycle and it is it's an amazing topic and it's so fun and to, to educate on it right because we don't get that from our elders or our society right yeah such important work um well so let's talk briefly just about what are some things that women can do in general whether or not they've been diagnosed with pcs whether or not they're having symptoms that we've talked about here today what are some things that we can do to sort of release these environmental toxins and stressors and um, so that we can be in more balance in our lives and our sex lives and in our hormones yeah so i'll give just a really few key tips and what i would say to women is just show up for yourself every day so even if you can't perform every piece of this, pick one thing, one thing a day, that little tiny bit of you showing up is going to make a huge shift in your life. Sometimes we get overwhelmed and say, I got to go to the gym for an hour. I don't have the time, right? Mm -hmm. So um, one of my, my main thing is just reducing toxic exposure from your kitchen. Um, so we saw that when women and girls cut out plastic or drinking out of plastic cups or the BPA products or storing food in that. Um, we know there's a connection to hormone imbalance so we can improve our hormones um, and improve our endocrine system when we cut out plastic stuff. So again, this might take time, but drink out of a glass cup or a mason jar or have a stainless steel water bottle. Um, store your food in glass instead of plastic Tupperware mm -hmm. and um, nonstick pans. Try to swap those out for stainless steel or um, cast iron. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can't shift your whole kitchen around in one day, but if you have a glass cup and usually reach for the plastic, do that every single day. Just drink your water out of something different. Um, my next suggestion is just get more natural sunlight because the natural sunlight can help to reduce anxiety and depression, helps us to release endorphins. Um, and when we get natural sunlight, especially sometime in the morning and sometime in the evening, that helps to balance out our circadian rhythm, which is our biological clock. 
And this biological clock helps to keep your hormones balanced. But if you are attached to your phone before you go to bed, you wake up, the first thing you check is social media. Um, outside of quarantine, if you're driving to an office and you park in a garage and then you go to the gym and then you come home, you've had no natural sunlight. And so many of us live deprived of natural light exposure. So go outside for a 15-minute walk in the morning, sip on your tea outside, um, take a walk with your partner or call a friend at night. Like the sunrise and the sunset is so important if you can have some exposure to that. Um, My other suggestion is just to do some deep breathing throughout the day. We overlook the breath so much. We're a culture that gets stuck in the chest and that creates constriction and that drives your cortisol up. And when you have high cortisol, you have more inflammation, right? More hormone imbalance, um, less sex drive. So just do some deep breathing to build more resiliency for your body because that is inflammation that adds up over time. Um, And who would I be a dietitian to not offer any sort of nutrition advice? Um, My one suggestion, you know, it's so in-depth and so detailed and so individualized, but my one key thing for women is to add protein at every single meal. Um, Protein helps to balance out blood sugar levels. And if your blood sugar is dipping and spiking, you're more prone to anxiety, energy crashes, not wanting to do anything, you're moody, and it's going to lead to more hormonal imbalance. So get some good high-quality protein, organic meats. If it's vegetarian, that's fine too. You know, you got to figure out what's right for your body, but don't skip the protein at a meal. A perfect example is if you're having some oatmeal at breakfast, pair it with a hard-boiled egg. If you're having an apple as a snack, Pair it with a heaping scoop of peanut butter. Just don't yeah. don't yeah. go without the protein. Yeah, really balancing out the blood sugar. It's amazing what a huge, huge impact that has on our physical and our mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So and I love this. These are just such simple things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that don't cost it doesn't cost us any money to sit outside in the sunshine. That's something nope. free. <laughs> you know, and even swapping out the plastics and uh, golly, that's something I need to do. You know, I've gotten rid of the um, nonstick. Mm-hmm. stuff after god i watched a documentary on that yeah. it's horrifying oh my gosh all the things that we and anyway that's another yes. story but yeah i just you know these are simple little things that we can do really fairly quickly and without a whole lot of investment of um money or even time it's more incorporating these things just in our day-to-day life which i just love that yep yeah. Yeah. Well, Eleni, it's been really amazing having you on the show. And I want to know how can our listeners get in touch with you and or do you have any, like, how could people find you? How could they work with you if they're interested to know more? Do you have any upcoming offerings or events? Like, tell us more about how um, people can get in touch with you. Yeah. So to start, um, I have Instagram. That's PCOS.dietitian. So I post almost daily. I've got stories with little tips. So if you just are like dipping your toes in the sand and trying to wrap this around your brain, there's some awesome content. I break things down on there. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, so I get into more specific topics. That's The Healing Roots. And then on the website, thehealingroots.com, it has obviously all these platforms as well. I have a blog. And of course, I am taking individual clients. So if somebody is interested and they just 
want to talk, I offer a complimentary call or you want to hear about the services, that's all on the website. So I try to offer tons of resources because I want you to be informed. And then um, if you feel like this is overwhelming or, yeah, I need somebody who's going to help me get to the root of my issue and you want somebody to help you investigate it and you're sick of all the noise and figuring things out on yourself, then definitely, you know, schedule that call. And I have a course coming out for PCOS in about a month, which I'm super excited about. That'll be a new offering. So I really break down the types of PCOS, um, nutrition, lifestyle, all these key pieces and how you can easily implement all of this at home so that you don't feel so in the dark. And um, it'll be at a really affordable price point. Kind of going through a rebrand soon. So the healing roots might shift. So that's why we have like the <laughs> yeah. PCOS dietitian on Instagram, the healing roots. So I'm just super excited. Uh, we've got a lot going on, but yeah, yeah the healingroots.com will bring okay. you to all these resources. Lovely. The healingroots.com mm-hmm. to get in touch with Eleni Otalagana. It's been such a delight to have you here on the Sex Talk Cafe podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today for the Sex Talk Cafe. Please be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and sharing it with your friends. To keep in the loop on future events and happenings and to grab your copy of our free ebook, The Pleasure Keys, Seven Secrets to Feminine Sexual Fulfillment, visit us online at pathwaytopleasure.com.